Tales from the Chair is not intended to diagnose or treat any condition, illness, or disease. The information shared in this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. Should you or a loved one require further assistance, please seek out a licensed professional. Welcome. It's Tales from the Chair. I'm Carlos Cardenas. Let's have a go at it. Today's topic, oh, so your kid wants to have sex? Oh no. This is a topic that often comes up with parents that I work with of their teenagers. And it is a terrifying time for parents because the idea that your kid wants to have sex and how unaware they are of the complexities of that and what are you supposed to tell them is just an awful situation for the majority of parents that have walked in. I do have some parents that tend to be very cool about it and tend to be very open with their kids, but the majority of people are genuinely terrified of not only when this time comes, but also what is to become of their kids. So start up on some stats. In the United States, boys tend to lose their virginity at 16.9. So basically, right before they are 17 on average. Girls, on the other hand, at 17.4. So shortly after the age of 17. The average number of partners for an individual in the United States before the age of 20 is two. And that is both for boys and for girls. Now, these are trends that are getting lower. You could argue that statistically this is happening because people are a little bit less nervous about talking about these things, but even in the work that I've been doing, I've been noticing kids at 15, 14, 12 engaging in sexual congress, and the reality is that exposure to social media, the internet being wide open, society that is a lot more open-minded about things while also adults being less willing to talk about it has made this a growing trend. Today's episode is going to center on what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and things to be on the lookout for when your kid is about to enter into this phase in their life. And we'll get into that right after this. So once upon a time, I was working with several teenagers who happened to know each other. They were family friends, they grew up together, so when they came in, it was based off of me working with one kid for a certain thing, his family feeling comfortable and referring out the other family, and then I was working with the second kid about other things. Now, as I was working with them, they were growing up. And at the age of 14, an interesting split division occurred. The first kid, we're going to call him Jesse, grew up with a very conservative mom and a very liberal dad, meaning the mom was very much on top of what was going on with him and constantly making sure that he was going in the right path. The dad, on the other hand, was very much about live and let live, do as you please. A man gets to do whatever they want in their life. The second kid we're gonna call him James, grew up with an absentee father and a relatively liberal mother. At the age of 14, there was sort of a diverging path thing that occurred between these two boys. For Jesse, he was very tech heavy. 
So he was engaging in Snapchat, he was all over Instagram, he was talking to kids on WhatsApp, he was all over the place. And he was very much exploring what kind of things he could find on the internet. He would dive into porn, he would send his friends and comrades pictures, but he would also be soliciting for things from girls in his class and be talking about strategies on how to hook up with them and whatnot. And his mom was very quick to shut that down. When she went and found his cache of pictures, because he had a cache of girls' body pictures that he was able to garner through I don't know what methods, she not only made sure that he would stop doing that stuff, she cut him off from all internet and social media, made sure that he would come and talk to me about figuring these things out, got the dad in line in order to basically show him about the safeties and risks of sexual things, which actually was an error because he actually was telling them, like, go right ahead, you shouldn't even wear a condom, that's for pussies. And it was something that she got in front of and made sure she had very open dialogue with him about. She never talked with him about having sex, but once these things became present, she was very open about not only the female perspective regarding what he was doing, but also what ultimately was he looking for? Was this just simply his hormones or was this him trying to find a connection? So she was very on top of that process. And though ultimately he still did what teenagers kind of do, there was an open dialogue that allowed for him to kind of understand the gravity of his actions, but also to be almost like measured in his approach. However, James, on the other hand, because his father was giving him no guidance at all, and his mother actually was very much about do as you please and it's okay, he was not engaging in any kind of interactions online. He started having girlfriends at the age of 12, and they very nonsense and no big deal, go to the movies, come back and whatnot. But by the time he was like 14 or 15, he started getting with girls that were, for lack of a better way of putting it, easy. And in doing so, he was doing a lot of activities with them. And he was not only applauded by his mom by this, but she didn't try to talk to him about it. She just simply was like, well, you know what? You should come over to the house and have her here because at least it's safer and you're not out in like a parking lot or you're not getting in trouble by doing it at her house. So she encouraged him to do this kind of stuff to the point where it got really gross and his siblings would chastise her for allowing him to basically do it in his room with them nearby and just it was just kind of a normal function in the house and the thing is is that she would bring him to me to get him to stop but she herself would not tell him to stop so right off the bat the story of jesse and james is if you are scared about talking to your kid about sex, guess what they're going to do? They're gonna have sex and they have no perspective whatsoever. If you're at least engaging with them, you could avoid things like engaging in poor sexual and risky behaviors. You could help them be able to kind of do so in the context of a relationship and not just simply be hooking up with random people. It's a lot more disciplined or at least you stand a better chance of it being more responsible. 
Now, this second story is one that I've run into on several occasions. It's one that I, as a Hispanic, grew up being very aware of, is very much rooted in a lot of cultural dynamics. But this one is about a 17-year-old girl who had a very good relationship with her family, one in which they had very open communication, they were very close and connected. It was a family that was very good for all intents and purposes. Now, she was in a relationship that they were together for several months. One thing led to another, and she decided to have sex with her boyfriend. And having a good dynamic with her mother and having a relationship that was very open, after doing so, she talked about it with her mom. And if you're not familiar with Hispanic culture, girls are to be protected at all costs and that they are not to engage in any kind of relationships. They are basically very much designed to be kept at home, no sex until marriage, and be very conservative. While boys, they're often endeared to going out, spending time with people, and you see like severe discrepancies, like a girl will have a curfew at 11 o'clock at night at the age of 20, but at the age of 16, a boy has a 2 a.m. curfew and nobody blinks an eye. The moment she goes to tell her mom that this happened, the mom flipped out. Not only did she throw an absolute fit about her daughter having engaged in this, but she immediately called the boyfriend and told him that she was going to press charges and she just basically shut down any activities that the girl would do to the point where it wasn't just even with the boyfriend, it extended to all parties, including the girl's cousins, the girl's friends, everybody. This girl was basically penalized for having a good relationship with her parents. And this has happened very often. And to this day, whenever I present that discrepancy to families, they almost cannot help themselves to the reaction that they're having. The thing is, is that this is not the way you handle things. It's bad enough that you almost kind of put sex into a crystal case and you just act like it's not a possibility or not a thing. But the worst part about these kind of stories is the girl was actually very good and would talk about some of the things that she wanted to explore in session because she couldn't talk about it with her family. And obviously that is a very strange place for a therapist to be in, to be educating someone on something so personal when the family won't talk about it. But she was actually very conscientious about having protection, about waiting until the relationship was settled, about being able to talk about it with her family after the fact. But the moment she actually showed her responsibility to her family, they turned it on her and penalized for it. And you cannot do that. The die is cast. You cannot attack your kid once they do that. You educate them, you discuss with them, you communicate, but you cannot attack them and then try to prevent something ongoing 
from that point on because the reality is it is a losing battle that you will never be able to win. And we'll get into it further, but basically, this created a lot of resentment between the girl and her family, eventually leading to a lot of conflict in her relationship and inevitably having a lot of repercussions that the family would have to deal with ongoing. And the worst part of this story is, and this happens sometimes, so I can say it not with this specific story, but with other ones, she had a brother and the brother was younger. So of course, when he went on to get older and found himself in the same situation, do you know what happened? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a second. They didn't blink an eye. No limitations, no punishments. They just simply said, oh, well, you know, we trust him. And there it is. That's the issue that constantly arises. The severe discrepancy of it being okay with one gender and not with the other one. And we can hide it behind how the image of society is against girls and the pregnancy factor being a lot more problematic to girls than it is to boys. But in reality, it's a discrepancy on the basis of just principle more than anything. And the worst version of this is a girl that I worked with a very long time ago who was from another country. She immigrated from there about two years prior to when I was working with her and she was 16 years old. Now she had a good relationship with her mother and it was just the two of them here and they were from another country which is a lot more conservative in its principles than the United States. So she was also in a relationship and subsequently had sex with her boyfriend. When the mother found out about this, she not only flipped out, but she made the girl quit her job, stop going to school and went and followed through on legal action against her boyfriend so that he could stay away. Now, luckily, they were both underage, so he didn't end up in any kind of legal issue. But the worst and culminating part of this story is that the mother, and, and mind you, this is a different culture, and it seems absurd, but you have to keep some of these things in mind as you work with people, is that she wanted to inspect the girl's private parts in order to make sure that she was still pure. There is so much wrong with that and so much backwards logic with respect to it. It's something where you have to be cognizant if your kid is growing up, if you do not deal with grown-up issues with them and then are at the mercy of grown-up things occurring, you can't go backwards. So if your kid wants to have sex or is having sex or is thinking about having sex, first off, I'm sorry, that is really tough, but it's a part of life. It is what it is. And as a parent, the biggest thing that you need to keep in mind is education over protection. You want to educate your kids, not only about the risks, but also what is the significance of sex, what it's supposed to represent, being conscientious of the partners, and to not treat it like the boogeyman in the room and make it this thing where, because you're not talking to them about it, they are having to learn about it from other people or other things, and they don't get context in those situations. You are the only person that has immediate access to them to help them and guide them. But you have to recognize that having an open, uncomfortable dialogue is infinitely more valuable 
then cutting it off and acting like it's not there. Because once the die is cast, it's over. And you now need to be there for your kid and educate them so that they don't make a mistake that's going to alter their life negatively. So with that, we're done for today. You can like or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, any of the podcast providers. You can leave a review. You can follow us on Twitter at SomeTalesFrom. Email us at SomeTalesFromTheChair at gmail.com. And that's it. Have a good one, stay safe, and we'll talk next time.